Welcome to the X-Block. Am I right, Marie? Sir, yes, sir! Then listen up. You're listening to the X-Block. I'm Jared, and he's Caleb. Let's get into it. You are listening to the X-Block Podcast, episode 14. I'm your host, Jaren, and I'm here with Caleb. Boop. And that was the third take of the intro, but you know what? At least. <laughs> We're still going. <laughs> the world's number one Xbox podcast, Jaren. <laughs> it's true. Probably. Probably. That's the effect oh, on you. We had to switch it up time. there. We're all over. Yeah. It's, well, it's messed up, dude. We, messed, we tried the intro like nine times in a row, but we got it now. It's perfect. There's nothing to change about it. Um, what was I going to ask you? No, I wasn't going to ask you anything. I was going to say, man, I ate like, like a huge breakfast before we started recording, you know? It's entirely possible I'm just burping through this whole episode. You know, like you can cut it out and I'm not going to be rude about it. I'm just letting you know for your sake. All right. Just keep an eye out. And you know what? Because we've already started in a bizarre ass way. If you want to find us on social media, go over and hit up the X Block podcast on Twitter or uh, check out our YouTube, the X Block podcast. Dude. We're on a bunch of other places, but we'll tell you about those at the end. Preferably Twitter and YouTube if you're just coming to hang we out. We never self-promote in the beginning. We finally did it. Yep. And can I just can I say something, Jer? Dude, I, the numbers for our last episode were like way up compared to like our past two or three episodes. It's and true. we got new uh, listeners in like, I don't know, the Ukraine and India and uh, what, what else? I don't remember. Ukraine and India were the ones I remember the best. So shout out to you guys. Yeah, I want to be big in India. If we're big in India, maybe we can take over PewDiePie like your favorite music <laughs> site did. Yeah, dude, for real. But when I saw that Ukraine number go up to like 2% and then some of the others are like at 1% or less than 1%, I was like, wait, so multiple people in the Ukraine, like one of them was like, yo, check out these boys. And he got like his homie to listen to the X block. You know, I was like, that's that's crazy. Dude, my heritage from the Ukraine. It Really? Is that true? Yeah. Oh, okay. People I, come in, they're repping. I, Ukraine's pretty, those are, those are, those people are pretty hardcore. So, you know, I don't have any problems with that. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'd have any problems if you came from anywhere, honestly. That sounded kind of xenophobic. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you'd care. <laughs> Let me revise that statement. It's great you came from anywhere, Jaren. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caleb, what have you been playing? Oh, dude, nice save. All right. Uh, I've been playing, I think I mentioned Dragon Ball Z Universe, right? The last, oh, yeah, 13 many weeks. times. Finished it. It's done. Perfected it. It's gone. Thank Christ. Right? Yeah, it's over. Uh, then I've been playing, I moved on to Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Tenkaichi, and I had 700 gamer score in that game. I'm now at 920 out of 1,000. So, what I need to do is find another gentleman who has that game. Guess what, Jaren? Harder than it, harder than you'd think. Harder than you'd think to find someone who has that game. And it's not available. I don't think it's harder than I think. It's not available digitally either. It's uh, it's hmm. only so you, they, it would be have to be some of the physical copies. So I'm trying to you know contact a few folks on TA or whatever true achievements for those of you who are unaware and uh, try to get someone to help me with the three remaining online achievements that I need because uh, I can't just do that. Like a couple of the achievements you could do just like with two controllers, but this one requires an actual another human being on Xbox Live or How me. How much to have, did you buy that game for? Ah, uh, like eight bucks or something. Uh, was there a second? Just buy it and let Harper help you. I don't have a, I was going to say I don't have an extra 360. You have to have another oh, 360 because since it doesn't work, no, it doesn't work on your Xbox One. It's one of the, you know, few fucking games. So, there's that and yeah, you, you'd have to have a second 360 to be able to like double mm. box. So, I'm looking for someone to help me with that. If any of you are interested, hit me up on Twitter at Caleb. Feel free and be like, yo, I have Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Tenkaichi. I'm your guy. And I'll be like, wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> quite the coincidence. So I've been playing that, and then I'm also playing uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, Chinese Edition a bit. Mm. I just, uh, you know, because I finished everything I can do, and unless I get some help in Ultimate Tenkaichi. 
So I'm basically, I quit playing the Master Chief, Chinese Master Chief Collection. I just play it casually, you know, every now and then, just for fun. And so I'm, I was like halfway through the Halo 2 campaign on Legendary when I stopped. And now I'm just going to finish the Halo 2 campaign on Legendary. So I'm pretty close, only a couple more levels. And I'm just playing that a little bit while I like watch some, catch up on some videos and podcasts and stuff. And then I think the next game I'm going to start is an actual new game that I haven't played before, which is Far Cry New Dawn. And that kind of coincides with the recent Far Cry 6, you know, announcement trailer, gameplay trailer that we'll talk about later. Uh, But so that's kind of getting me a little more hype for it too. So I think pretty soon here, before the next episode, I'm I'm pretty confident i'll have started new dawn and uh be able to talk about that and you played it and you said it's good better than you expected i liked it yeah better than i expected yeah i didn't expect much from it either so i'm kind of excited and that's basically all i've been playing what about you uh same you've been playing dragon ball z ultimate tenkaichi yeah number <laughs> one you, i'm number one in the world said same i was like wait <laughs> you played the chinese halo master chief collection <laughs> and dragon ball z ultimate tenkaichi Huh. I've been trying to see what the hype's about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. No, uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Can I say something real quick? I checked. I just told, you know, I just asked you, like, what you've been playing. Now I'm, I'm hijacking it. It's over. Your time's yep. done. Go ahead. I looked at your profile to see how long you've been playing Valhalla, and it said you've played it for last time I checked was, like, three days and 21 hours, which is, like, 93 hours. <laughs> is that accurate? No, that's the Xbox tracker. My in-game tracker, like, my save file has a time on it, too. That's about 63 hours. Okay. I was going to say, wow, so you've kept it on for just, like, 30 fucking hours? Is that, like, quick resume? I think it counts quick resume. Oh, see, that's another reason to not use quick resume. What a bunch of fucking... <laughs> Get the hell out of here with that shit. Messes up your tracker? I was going to say, how have you played for 93 hours and you only have 250 gamer score? I was going to be like, oh my God, that's the worst. A lot of it is back end loaded. Like you're going to yeah. get like 600 of that at once. Like a Saints Row, the third. Yeah, yeah. which okay. got a, re- a remaster or a, a up res or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, right after we played it. They have to wait yep. for me to play anything before they fix it or make it better. They showed a trailer, couldn't tell. Mm. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, since I hijacked your other thing, yeah, now you can tell me all about Valhalla. Any new impressions? I was getting bored for a bit, mm-hmm. just a little. And then uh, I was like, eh, do I really want to keep doing this? And then I had a couple fun side quests and I was like, yeah, I'm still enjoying this. And then I continued playing it. So pretty much that's been my entire progression in it. Played some more story stuff, banged a man's wife. In real life or in the game? Uh, up to you. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, then uh, that was about it. Re- really, that's all. We played Outriders for like an hour i was gonna say you play assassin's creed valhalla for a week and it's like that's as much difference as there is almost because it's so big i guess yeah well, i also don't want to spoil anything for yeah, you okay. or the listeners because the game's so damn long there's lots of chances people could not be even as far as i am yeah that makes sense too but uh yeah then like jaron said he and i started outriders uh after it's finally you know fixed and better and so so far we're only in the very beginning where we just chose like our class right uh, and yep. then we kind of stopped at that point but uh better than i expected story-wise from so everyone far. what everyone was saying and that may change because we're only you know an hour in an hour and 20 15 minutes maybe, like an hour and uh every it, it everyone says the game has a b plot story with like the story is not the point of the game all the blah, blah blah and we played it and i was like wow this is actually crazy like good <laughs> so far yeah it seems to be a constant theme with the games we keep playing where games journalists are like ah, eh, the story's not that good and then we play them and we're like this story is perfectly acceptable i don't know what everyone's talking about yeah i think we're in agreement on that all right well we might as well hop into outside the box thinking outside the box where we cover all the news you need to know outside the xbox community we're starting off with the pre-3 
Showcase. Get it? Because the E and the pre and then the E yep. and E3. You get it, Jaren? Oh, yeah, I get it. All right. I okay. wrote it. Yeah, yeah, but like, I want to know if you get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the first one. Just get it out of the way. We're not even going to really dive deep on it. I'm going to read it to you and then we're going to move on. Sonic Central stream. Everything announced, including a brand new Sonic game. You guys want to know what happened in Sonic? They announced a new game with a CG trailer. They showed an old game, uh, Sonic Colors Ultimate Revealed. That was revealed, which is a remaster of the 2010 platformer. They announced the Sonic Origins Comp... The fuck? Can I not read? You can't read. It's Sonic Origins Compilation, which is a compilation of Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and Sonic CD. And then some animated series, but like, it's all Sonic, so who cares? I was going to say... um, yeah, you Sonic people finally got your fucking bullshit Sonic love. I guess this all coincides with the 30-year anniversary of the series. Yep. And so, yeah, they have uh, some Netflix shit coming. They have some animated shit coming, too, that's, like, non-game related. Sonic Forces Speed Battle will receive Super Sonic as a character. So, it's some, and there's, I don't know, this has to do with some Sonic Mobile. Like, I don't know who out there who listens to this plays Sonic Mobile, but if you do, write into us at, at Xbox Podcast on Twitter. I'd like to fucking know why... You need to stop listening to our show. But uh, <laughs> then we look at the rest of this, Jaren, and it's just like, man, Sonic got way more love than it needs. Caleb gave you Sonic fans way more love than I intended to give you just by explaining the other things that happened. Yeah, I mean, I saw that CG trailer and like it looks way too real for Sonic. And then I saw that old Sonic Colors Ultimate. And I was like, that game looks interesting, but like something I would never play. Uh, and I don't know why anybody else would, but it was fun to watch for literally one minute. And I was like, well, that's about, that was good. That was a good one minute. And then I was, and then it ended. And I was, that was uh, the thing. I was, was nothing announced it. here upset me. Everything I was like, cool, Sonic for Sonic fans. Yeah. And we are, we are not Sonic fans, but yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing, Jaren. Son Sonic is like a product of the nineties, right? Kind of. You would think so I. I'd be all over that. Uh, I'm kind of at the tail end of the 90s, but like <laughs> I, since I was around a lot of older people, like cousins and and my siblings or whatever in my life, my sibling in my life, uh, I kind of identify with 90s shit. Sonic mm. ain't it though. I have no. no love for Sonic, man. I was there the whole time almost, and no, no, yeah, it's, it's I don't me. have any love. But yeah, if you guys are into fucking Sonic, there you go. You got your big drop. And your big blockbuster movie coming out next year or something. Another game that was announced, Dying Light 2, and it got a release date. Yeah, kind of re-announced, right? Given an actual release date, they pulled the Bethesda where they're like, hey, by the way, it's coming this year on December 7th, 2021. I don't believe them, Jaren. I really don't believe them. It's not even like, it's not even close. They're like December 7th, 2021. I'm like, no, nope. You're pushing that to G uh, January or February. Get the fuck out of here. No, I believe them. I don't believe them. We'll see who's right. <laughs> they showed way more of that game than I expected them to show. And it was more like it could be pushed by like a week or two. I could see that happening. Maybe just for polish. But a lot of different environments and things were shown in that trailer, which usually you don't get if a game is gonna get delayed. They usually show one cutout slice of a game if it's not quite ready to show off yet. They showed off like a ton of different things all happening all across the map. Yeah, I, I did watch the trailer and based on the initial trailer they showed a few years ago, this one made me way more of a believer. I'm a big fan of Dying Light uh, 1, the first Dying Light game. That was, that was really fun. This game, like the tone and like the city setting with the factions and bullshit, I didn't know if I'd be as much on board. I was like, ah, I don't care about that as much as this like weird kind of Turkish Middle Eastern town from the first game where you're just kind of like parkour zombies was the focus. And this one's more like human focused with at nighttime, you have to worry about zombies more. But then I watched all the shit and they explained it all to me like I was, you know, four. 
And I was like, oh, I'm a little bit more on, on board with this. Yeah, this game looks good. I'm actually kind of excited for it now. It, it was exactly what I wanted from that trailer, and I pretty much got it. Yeah, and they explained that the character, that the factions, you you know, you kind of have to identify. There's three factions, which I'm like, thank God, there's only three. And they're like, you kind of have to, you know, play each side and or pick which one you want to go with kind of to a degree, and, and you make these alliances and make decisions that affect the story and other things. But then they're like, yeah, but it's, even though these people, this faction, is the point of them is that they fucking suck is that it's not really about the faction. It's that you meet characters within that faction who are kind of good or kind of have really like good purposes. And so it's less about choosing between factions and more about kind of grappling with the characters who are actually decent people or, or have a provide some sort of good that from that faction versus like the evilness of the faction as a whole. And you kind of having to like grapple with that personally and choose which characters you want to betray, I guess, or which characters you want to side with kind of thing. I was like, oh, that's a little more interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that game. And I hope it actually comes out in December because that'd be a nice thing to just have around before Christmas, before you get like a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, December is a good time. I don't know if it'll come out right next to, well, I guess Starfield, we're pretty sure it's coming out next year. But um, yeah, yeah, so I guess scratch that. (laughs) Next up for shown before E3, we saw some of Sony's Horizon Forbidden West. We saw 14 minutes of it and I watched the thing. And the game looks good. It looks like more Horizon. It's weird. I thought I would be more excited because I really liked the first Horizon. And I know the whole internet's excited about it. And if we say anything negative mm-hmm. about it, people will... And, and the PlayStation fans hear it. They'll be very sour at us. Yeah, the PlayStation fans will come and find our podcast, boost our viewership by 800,000% just to shit on us. Yeah. And like, I'm not... I'm not going to buy into the fanboy stuff that everyone else was buying into where they were like, oh, the trailer was 30 frames per second because it's in like performance mode. And that's how Sony demos basically every game they've shown on the PS5 so far. They show a 30 frames per second 4K version. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It it looks cool. Like I like all the elements they've added to it. Uh, The underwater stuff's really cool. Uh, Everything looks really nice under there. It's weird how like how slowly she comes out of the water and back into the water in, at least in the trailer i just it was just something i noticed i was wondering if that was loading the bottom and then loading the top of the okay. world yeah i didn't really notice that too much i wasn't paying attention to that really so that's interesting that you point that out that gave me actually a thought which i assume sony's not doing for this game because it's also on the ps4 but if you had a really fast ssd you could have way more vibrant and interactable like underwater stuff because you could hide the transition using the technology of the SSD's really fast loading time by diving into the water and coming out of the water. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And the SSD for the PS5 is supposed to be faster than the Series X's, I think. So, yeah, you know, you, you would think that. I wonder what the sacrifices are going to be made for the PS4 version because this game looks way too good to be on the PS4. Like, yeah. It really does look great. If this is on the Pro at anywhere near 4K, that's got to be like 12 frames per second. <laughs> For real. Uh, this The news isn't isn't really even outside the box almost related, but it, we, we put it in here because it's a big piece of news and it was like a, a whole gameplay demo reveal. And Sony, like we said, I think in another episode, Sony's Xbox is direct competitor. So uh, we're going to kind of talk about Sony in various instances in the show where it kind of applies. And Horizon Forbidden West is one of the huge uh, Sony exclusives coming out this year. Probably competing directly against Infinite, maybe around that time, Uh, even though they won't necessarily be competing in the same way because, you know, Horizon's trying to sell copies, whereas Infinite's going to be in Game Pass. Anywho, 
The trailer, uh, or the gameplay trailer for the game, I thought, I mean, I don't care about Horizon that much. I mean, I never played the first one. I've seen, I haven't even watched it played through. Usually games I don't play, but I'm interested in, I'll just watch played through. That one I didn't even watch played through all the way. I've just seen various kind of gameplay instances. The whole premise of the robot dinosaurs, and I know the story, I've listened to a spoiler cast and things, so I, I know the story. Um, and like what what's going on uh, the whole robot dinosaur premise uh, I don't really vibe with as much I know it's cool to some people I'm like I really don't care and then the whole sort of native uh, American Indian vibe or something with the bow and arrow and that that whole I don't know I don't really vibe with the world as much as some people the sci-fi like underneath part of it's what I vibe with for this trailer in particular though the the color scheme I thought was what looked the best about it and I thought that I don't know if it's part of this in the game but you know like Aloy was a uh, she talked a lot to herself during that game well I, I, yeah. I noticed that with some of the sony games where she's like fighting someone and she's like she shoots them she's like that ought to hurt or she and then she like you know she'll run around and she'll be like gotta get in front of him gotta get over here which is kind of like you know telling the player what to do but she said it like 19 times and then she's like she'll do something and she'll be like yeah get down and i'm like i hate this kind of shit in games it's so annoying to me it was too spot on though that i think that it's added in for the trailer I, I think it is, and I hope so, because for players, I'm not going to play it, but for people who are playing it, I was like, man, I hate that shit in games where you're just yelling at yourself constantly, breaking the flow of combat and other things. Like, so stupid when you shoot a guy with a bow and arrow on the fucking riding the robot, and you're like, that gotta hurt, or something like that. And you're like, I don't, so annoying. Because unless that whole scene is entirely scripted, there's no way that they did that much extra dialogue for that. I, I think you're right. They probably added that in. And then they added a bunch of like Zelda mechanics. Like the parachute yep, that the people parachute. were talking about and the, uh, what was the other thing? I don't remember. I don't know. She has a staff now too that she slams on the ground to do various things. So if you're into Horizon, it's coming. And that was a, it was a substantial gameplay reveal. So it looks like it is coming out this year. I don't think they'll delay it. Yeah, they did the annoying thing where they're like, we're going to announce this before E3. And uh, then we're going to not give you the release date because we're going to save that for E3. So you know what? We know what we're going to take. We're going to take a quick second to talk about pre-E3 demos of games and i know you guys are going to think they complained about this before so they're going to come down hard on all of these games caleb might but i'm gonna say just get out ahead of this in a different way i'm totally fine with the sonic and i'm totally fine with the dying light too because both of those things except for maybe sonic if they were on nintendo's stage would have made any noise during the big e3 releases and like the announcements there dying light almost had to come out before because it gets its own press cycle. But then when you figure it's about to get its own press cycle and then Sony brings out Horizon Forbidden West to show us a 14 minute state of play just because they don't want to put 14 minutes of gameplay in their E3 press conference where they're waiting to see what Microsoft does and whether they have to announce seven games that are eight years out to, <laughs> to compete with what Microsoft says. And then they're going to give a release date for Horizon Forbidden West because that's what gets people excited. And then Far Cry did the same kind of thing. Like you have a Ubisoft showcase. We're going to talk about Far Cry 6 in a sec. And I liked a lot of what I saw. But you have a Ubisoft showcase. Why are you demoing your game with a release date before <laughs> your showcase? Uh, dude. I'm totally with you. Um, I'm, I'm with you in what you said about Sonic and Dying Light 2. For Dying Light 2, they had to let people know that the game wasn't dead, that it still fucking existed. I know they kind of did that with the developers answering questions videos, you know, but from before on YouTube from a few months ago and one recently. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so they did that, but then they had to let people know that the game was actually, you know, coming out and with a decent press cycle because it was they had a lot to show and let you know that the game still fucking exists. Uh, they still could have saved that for E3 in some way, but I don't know. It's kind of, Dying Light 2, I just give a bit of a pass 
which I rarely do. Sonic, it's a 30-year anniversary thing, and also they yep. had like seven to nine things to say and show. Uh, that weren't game-related, I was going to say, a few of which weren't game-related. So yeah. that didn't really make sense for E3, because they had like three things that were just shows, uh, animated shows, whatever, Netflix, other things too. And since it's Sonic's 30th anniversary, it's like its own, it's, its own thing. The PlayStation thing, the Sony thing even, I was listening to, to Sacred Symbols, which is a popular PlayStation podcast I listen to, and they were talking about it on there too, about the Horizon thing, where they're like, yeah, it's kind of funny how Sony is, you know, ha- is that, it, they just want to be at E3 without being at E3 also, because they also have something probably going on around then in June, I think. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it's with Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest stuff. It's like, man, they just don't want to be part of E3 in name, but they're totally trying to be part of this whole thing. They're not like, we're, we're, not, we're not a part of E3. We're out. And then they just show their shit, you know, only in July or only in August or only in May. It's like, no, you're not. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you just you just don't want to be part. Of, you're trying to be like, a, I don't know. It's, it's almost like Sony trying to be, I don't know, the cool guy in high school or something like or in middle school. Even, you know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of here. They also always wait for Xbox to go first so that they know what they have to do in their showcase to like come out as slightly better in the games journalist like press cycle yeah it seems that way and for people who say that you know these develop uh not developers but publishers and hardware manufacturers whatever don't change their e3 press conferences based on what other people do that may be true more to a degree now but i mean you can remember the whole thing with uh what was it ps2 or ps1 at that what was i don't know i'm not a playstation huge playstation fan but that at that one event where sega announced their price point for their machine and then the guy just walked up on stage and said like $200 or $300, whatever it was, then walked off. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, and that wasn't scripted or planned. The dude literally just like made up a price point that was cheaper on the spot. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't remember. You guys can look up what I'm talking about. I'm not a huge PlayStation, like I said, historian. So, I don't remember. I just know that that happened when when on off the cuff, uh, somebody at PlayStation undercut Sega's price point by $100 just literally right after they... <laughs> announced it all they did was go on stage say it and walk off it was crazy um anyway that happened and and yeah for this i don't know i hate the pre-e3 shit i hate it It, especially with ubisoft like you said we're gonna talk about later with far cry where they're like we have this whole uh, fucking far cry 6 thing it's like aren't you guys going to e3 in two weeks what are you doing yeah they have a full show and we know because they've said that they don't have more games coming out this year aside from far cry and like riders republic and then some free-to-play stuff so we know that they don't have more stuff. They're just going to show us more Far Cry 6 at E3. They just want their own, dude, these, these companies just want their own press cycles. That's all they want. They, wanna, they know when E3 is, and they just want, they're like, we want our own press cycle for our, our own product. And it's like, yeah, but now, like, fucking half of you are trying to get in on that. So it just makes it shitty, especially from our standpoint. Yeah, you're squashing games like Dying Light 2, which could have actually had some solid press alongside Sonic. They're like, guys, we, we can you wait for the Super Bowl? And it's like, yeah, but like, won't we get more viewership in total and more ad revenue if we like play the first 10 minutes of the Super Bowl, like two weeks early, <laughs> and then we finish the Super Bowl in two weeks, and then we have all those viewers for like that amount of time, it's crazy, and we can have this whole pre-Super Bowl like hype lineup. I don't know, it's not a direct comparison, obviously, but I'm trying to say it's stupid. That's the point. That's the point I'm making. Yeah, it's like if I came to you and I said, hey, Caleb, I got a surprise for you. And you were like, ooh, I'm excited. And I said, yeah, I'm going to send you a shirt for Christmas, but it's not there yet. So it'll be a surprise when it gets there. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, you're like, but I know it's a shirt. You're like, ah, but I'm, I'm sending it. <laughs> you're like, it's a secret. And it's like, no, it's not. You just told me about it. <laughs> 
annoying. Well, the last game that was announced that we've already kind of alluded to is Far Cry 6. And I know we just shit on them a little bit. And we're going to shit on them just a tad bit more. Caleb might not know about this, but Far Cry 6... They came out on Twitter, Caleb, and they said, hey, Jaren, you there. We're going to have this presentation at 9.30 Pacific Standard Time, 12.30 for you. And I was like, cool, I'm writing the doc for the show. I'll switch over to it, watch it, and then add it into the doc for the show, which I usually do on Fridays. As Jaren does. Yeah. And I was like, cool, I'll watch this. I switch over at 12.30 my time. Their idea of starting at 12.30 is that they put up a bunch of screenshots with another 30 minute countdown until they actually debut the stuff. Oh, that's the worst too. People do that nowadays too, man, where they're like, we're starting at this time, but that time means a 30 minute to a one hour pre-show. <laughs> like, but it wasn't even a pre-show. It was just screenshots layered over music for 30 minutes. Ah, uh, dude, they love that though. You know who that's for? It's for the press people because then they show up then and they have these screenshots ready with thumbnails and they can, you know, get ready to start writing their articles and things. And and they can start typing up some pre-shit, you know, just from the screenshots. That's who that's for. It's the worst. Yeah, well, eat my dick, Ubisoft. I'm with you. And they, okay, now to the positive. Far Cry 6 looks cool. Jaren, Jaren approved so far also simply because of the fact that they finally learned and they gave their fucking main character a voice. Yeah, dude, they really did. It finally happened. <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> I've been complaining about it for two years or three, three games or three full games. However, I know Far Cry 3, you know, they he had one. I don't remember Far Cry 4. I think he did, I think, right? I think and he kind of does, but he barely speaks. Yeah, he barely speaks. And then they had, um, I think he barely speaks. He only speaks in like cutscenes, right? Even in Far Cry 3. I don't remember the guy's name, even though I just played it. <laughs> yeah, he does. He only speaks in cutscenes, I, I think. And there's no like side quest, like where you briefly talk to someone. I don't he know. He doesn't speak then, I don't it's think. It's not, it needs to be, the point is this one looks more integrated. Yeah, it, and immediately, like instantaneously, the trailer felt like your character actually is part of the world. Oh yeah, dude, it was it was awesome. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm with Jaren. Jaren and I, you got to understand we're, we're we're living both of these things simultaneously we hate that they announced it now and we think it's stupid but what they showed was cool right um yeah. so the, the the world looked cool the setting looked cool you know everyone's speaking spanish and from someone who lives around a bunch of people who speak spanish too i thought it was cool and uh then they had the, the main character i can't tell because they had like two gameplay things one that was the narrated section and one that they kind of showed i don't know you like running around with your pet companions and other things wasn't like yeah. one of those a dude and one of those was a girl? Do you have options? It's it's like Assassin's Creed. Uh, you can play as a girl or a guy. That's okay. why the characters, they gave them like a, a middle of the road name like Danny. So it can be either. I was going to say, I had a coworker named Danny once, but uh, he was also, you know, a, a Mexican man. He was he was awesome. That's who that reminded me of every time they said Danny. And uh, But I'm going to play as the chick. The chick looks cool. She seems like the main, at least the one they're advertising. Yeah, I'm going to play as the chick, the guy who was the guy doing the narration over all the gameplay. That that seemed like a dope character where he was like, no, you can't whistle. <laughs> I bet you can't whistle. And then she, and then she whistled. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. The, the, everything looked cool with the the weapon schemes that they, they add these new crazy weapons, the CD launcher. I know everyone loves. Yeah, hey, Macarena, Macarena, yeah. Macarena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone, everyone loves that. They have like some backpack that fires fucking missiles like your goddamn Boba Fett into the air and then yep. they like shoot down and uh the the car the vehicles look cool everything looks very stylized and most importantly i think jaren's right the world looks great and the world the character looks like they actually come from that world <laughs> as opposed to yeah. just being totally out of out of place i i'm definitely excited for that they also gave a release date uh yeah what was it i forgot because uh, it's coming out when it comes out for me was it september uh no it was october 
I believe, but let me double check. October 7th. October 7th. Everything coming on the 7th now. All right. Interesting. Yep. December 7th for Dying Light. October 7th for Far Cry. Yeah, I'm almost definitely going to play New Dawn now uh, soon because I, I want to play New Dawn before this game comes out. This game looks much better than New Dawn, but New it Dawn's really still does. fun. It looks like the best Far Cry <laughs> game since 3. It does, yeah, because there's an actual villain who seems like he's doing a good job. Yeah, every everything about it, just the the environment, the characters, the weapons, uh the even the animal companions thing, the 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 dialogue itself, everything just like looks like it's shaping up to be a great Far Cry game. Although I'll say the game doesn't look much different besides like the ray tracing, right? Like the ray tracing looks good, and then everything else it kind of looks just like Far Cry. I don't know. It's weird. The cinematic trailer looked worse than the gameplay trailer. Worse? I thought the cinematic trailer looked great. You mean the one with, uh, uh, what's his name? Giancarlo Esposito? Uh, no, 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 not, not that one. Not the one that they showed first. I mean, like, like a year or two ago. Yeah. I mean, the one that they showed in this event, they had like a cinematic, more cinematic-y trailer where they were kind of like showing more faces and stuff. And then they had the one where they showed the gameplay of like actually like playing the game. And that one looked really good with like the water reflections and all that kind of stuff. That thing looked like much better than than five did. Okay, yeah. So I think it looks better than five. I just wasn't like blown away given the new consoles and everything. And I think uh, we were talking about, okay, I, I was thinking it was uh, Far Cry, but it was actually Dying Light 2 from earlier where the developers said they weren't going to have a, a cyberpunk type release <laughs> where the old <laughs> console gens are shit. Oh yeah, yeah that, that was Far shit. Cry. Was it far? I thought it was Dying Light that was, 2. Maybe, that maybe, was Far Cry 6. Maybe, maybe they both, both said, said it. it. I don't know. But yeah, so uh, this game's coming out for older consoles too, right? For PS4, yeah. Xbox One. And they said they're going to show it before it launches yeah. to let people know. Yeah, okay. So there you go. Moving on from the pre-3 showcase, we're going to just do a brief update on this Ubisoft update. Ubisoft CEO Yves Guillemont addressed the misconduct allegations in an open letter. You can read the open letter over on the GameSpot article or you can look it up on Ubisoft's website for like the full article in its entirety. Essentially, he addresses a lot of the things. He points out significant strides that they've made including uh, like directing all their anonymous HR complaints to an outside company. Yeah, which we didn't know about before. We speculated and talked about the story, just interject. We talked about this last week, and I think it was last week, right? In a decent amount of detail. And yep. I read the letter, and yeah, it basically just kind of re... It goes over what Jaren and I said and what that one representative said that they've done. But it says it in many more words. And what we didn't know was also was that the apparently the, the anonymous complaint system that they implemented... Those anonymous complaints, like Jaren said, get routed to a third party rather than an internal person. And they announced like how they'd done like more training and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to say still, like, I feel like Caleb and I are still going to sit on the same kind of opinion where like, yeah, we see we more like understand now that Ubisoft's laid out what they're doing. But a lot of this stuff doesn't seem as relevant when you still have a couple of the people who have formal complaints against them. And instead of firing them, you move them to be the heads of other studios. Or, yeah, at least relocate them. to. I don't know if they're heads of studios, but that one guy who got relocated to Paris, right? I think he was at Singapore. Yeah, yeah and they, they just moved him. Like, that guy should have been let go. Like, that doesn't... You're, you're essentially subjecting all of your employees who didn't do anything to more training on accepting diversity and uh, and like all this kind of stuff and it's like maybe just like don't sexually harass people and if you do you get fired yeah it seems like a, a no tolerance <laughs> fucking ban hammer fucking whatever you can do about it kind of approach um, yeah they seem like yeah they just said they, they basically they do a lot of uh these sessions where they all talk about shit and they and a lot of people have been educated and they've hired people to continue educating people 
And some of the rules, as Eve Gilmore described them in the letter, if you read them, is like, this person is responsible for, for telling people on a global scale, kind of, that uh, what our values are. You're like, what the fuck? What what is, like, why don't you just fire somebody who sexually harassed some, harassed someone? Yeah, and just don't let people sexually harass people. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's not man. hard. It's and they have. I mean, it's <laughs> they have a lot that they've implemented. Some of it seems like, in my opinion, somewhat of a waste of time and not really addressing directly the problem. Some of it seems like probably good. You know, good ideas such as the anonymous complaint system now. Whereas before, I guess it wasn't anonymous. And I guess it also wasn't directed to a third party. Yeah, you had to go to HR person who apparently weren't people. Some of those people weren't doing anything. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess some of the training for the HR staff is good as well, just to be able to deal with the shit. But oh, it's like good and bad. Some good things, but Ubisoft still doing some bad things, seemingly, if they have some of these people still around. Yeah, it's like if you created this movie set, for example, just to f- put it into more my field. If Jared's you created a movie, a movie set where you had all these regulations and all this stuff and you preached inclusivity and we don't we want all people's ideas to be met and nobody's going to be here that will inf- infringe against all those and we want this to be a harassment free thing no one's and if that happens you'll your be ass. fired immediately yeah and uh, by the way our main lead actor is uh, Kevin Spacey's getting his first uh, role well, after he sexually assaulted people i'd be yeah. like well then none of this stuff matters yeah no it'd be like <laughs> no nah, it's kind of it's kind of a little off. <laughs> like, I'm not going to give Ubisoft the benefit of the doubt. Obviously, we assume that they'll be able to progress forward without any of this stuff. I feel like that's not that hard. But, you know, maybe don't, like, rehire a guy that you fired for certain things and put him in a different role and move him around like you're the church and then go and uh, yell at everybody else for not following the rules. Uh, Jared and I are pretty much, I think, in agreement on this whole thing. All right, moving on to the next one. This one should be pretty quick. Nintendo Switch Pro reportedly includes usb 3.0 and ethernet ports plus a surface style stand so essentially things have leaked about the nintendo switch pro I'll, people I'll just assume say, um, wasn't this a it was like a bloomberg japan reported this right something like that yep it's bloomberg uh, uh it, it's actually i think the original report of the nintendo switch pro is from bloomberg oh, okay. this is from a spanish outlet called uh vandal okay and i was gonna say i think Eurogamer also corroborated bloomberg's report so it's yep. a, b- of, a lot of this is Kind of reported, but corroborated stuff. Yeah, and they, they essentially say they're going to show off the Switch pre-E3, the new pro model of the Switch, and it's going to have a 7-inch Samsung OLED screen, which that should make it more expensive. For sure. Yeah, it's a new Switch. I don't know what else more to say about that. Like, cool, it's a new Switch. You guys should have a new Switch that can handle more power. Docked, I guess it'll be 4K, and undocked, I guess it'll still be like 1080p, we assume. Yeah, you don't really need it to be 4K undocked, the screen's too small. Yeah, I agree, and so they're going to announce that allegedly before E3, so that games announced at E3 can announce their Switch that they're coming out for the Switch Pro, is apparently why. Okay, that's cool. And then the Switch Pro is set to a launch, um, yeah, this September, October-ish, and apparently, this was crazy. I think I don't I think this was VGC I read this wrong. Apparently the Switch Pro is going to launch with fewer, you know, because of the whole global supply shortage. First of all, it's crazy that Nintendo's even able to launch this thing. Apparently they have some really good connect with the microchips that are in short supply. I don't know who sense. their connect is, but they have a good connect to be able to get whatever they need. But and another uh, kind of the flip side of that is it still says that they're going to launch with fewer a fewer number of units than traditionally for Nintendo hardware. And I'm like that's crazy cuz Nintendo purposely doesn't put out enough hardware anyway. <laughs> Nintendo sucks. 
They create arbitrary uh, demand for their product by severely limiting the supply when they don't have to, when there are enough parts and there isn't a global pandemic. But apparently, if you want the Switch Pro, you know, 4K, probably more powerful, uh, OLED screen, a stand, some accoutrement, some better shit. It's like, now, nah, guess what, dude? It's going to be harder to get a Switch Pro than it is to get a Switch, which, guess what? Uh, my mom and I tried to figure out how to get my girlfriend a Switch for Christmas this last year, and I did successfully by getting on the jump on one of the drops. Still fucking incredibly hard to get a goddamn normal Switch from that came out in 2017 in the year 2020. So we'll see how this goes with supply shortages, but it is apparently coming. And speaking of the Switch, just a quick offshoot. It's a rumor, so that's why I didn't want to talk about it too much. Valve is reportedly making a handheld gaming PC that has been likened to the Switch. Oh, yeah, and which we assume is when we talked about, I think last week, Gabe Newell said at that one uh, Q&A where he was like, we're going to have their, how they were going to be doing stuff, I guess, in the console space in some way. And he was mm-hmm. like, you'll never, you won't even, you won't be able to, you, it's not what you think it is. And yep. it's their reports, I don't know by whom, I haven't really looked into it deeply. But yeah, that it's going to be some sort of Steam handheld. Yeah, apparently it comes from Ars Technica. So, so yeah, if you're excited for that, I guess get hype. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. We'll also see Also a new it. Switch. So if you like handheld gaming, you've got some options coming up. We got, we got more to talk about a little bit handheld kind of later in the show too during the Xbox. Yep. And Sony is making some Xbox moves, Caleb. These ones are pretty straightforward. Uncharted 4 is coming to PC according to official Sony docs. And Sony will start bringing some iconic PlayStation IP to mobile this financial year. These essentially came from them talking to their investors. Yeah, and both of these are reported by Video Games Chronicle. And the it makes sense with their bullshit because Days Gone apparently just launched on PC and apparently it's a success and did well, which we assume. Mm. Uh, And so it looks like Sony's just going to keep putting their back catalog of games on PC, you know, as yeah. they become three, four, five years old. Surprise, The uh, one of the most successful companies in the world was uh, right about where you should put your gaming platform. Yeah, and if you want to keep buying $200 million worth of stock in Epic, then you got to keep making more money. And I have a feeling, just going forward, from what Jim Ryan has said in his quotes, that we're going to start getting uh, PC games from PlayStation much quicker to the release of the game on their PlayStation. And so, so much for that, you know, whole Sony mantra. of uh, I mean, you guys get the new games on PlayStation, you know, when they come out, you get those those big bangers. And it's smart, you know, PlayStation should be doing that. But they are loosening their grasp on their IP as of late and where they put them. I'm not going to say the same stupid thing that Sony people say to Xbox, where they're like, well, if I have a PlayStation and a PC, then I can play all of Xbox's games. And it's like, yeah, sure, if you have a good PC, go for it. But... The PlayStation 5, when you can actually buy it, is still a much better bang for its buck in terms of playing Sony's new games if you want to play Sony's new games as opposed to if you're an Xbox fan going out and buying a PC. You might as well just buy the PlayStation 5. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And also Sony, I mean, Xbox is fine with that. They That's why they're on PC. Like they want you to play there. If, if you just want to buy a PC and not play games on Xbox, that's why they have that option. That's why PC Game Pass exists. That's where the money comes from. And now, Sony was making some Xbox moves for that. Here's Sony making some Sony moves. Borderlands 3 was ready to allow full crossplay, but PlayStation support has been pulled. Now, there's no 100% confirmed things. Gearbox's Randy Pitchford blamed it on uh, Take Two. He said that Take Two didn't okay it. The rumor around that is that because what we found out in the Epic trial that Sony charges for crossplay, that 2K just didn't want to pay the crossplay fee, so it's not allowed. Yeah, Sony. To their credit, they're a fucking business, man. They're trying to make so much money off crossplay. 
They're like <laughs> trying to bleed these publishers and people dry being like, yo, you give us a cut and shit. And somehow they'll, they'll do it, which is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. So they're, sh- they're trying to, you know, Sony tried to shake down take two probably. And then take two is like, nah, bitch, fuck you. And now moving on to the review roundup. In a world where reviews are too long to read and review videos are too long to watch, one man will compile all of the reviews and turn them into one easy digestible stream of information. This is the review roundup. And what does it say, Caleb? Nah. There you go. <laughs> what what about Biomutant, Jared? <laughs> I don't care. I don't it's care like, either. It was so all over the place with like reviewers giving it 90s and then some reviewers giving it 60s and then the game's Twitter account being like, haha, maybe you should play the game yourself because clearly nobody knows how to review it. And I'm just like, I don't I don't, I don't you're not worth this. Like Biomutant's no. not worth if this has been if this had been like Halo Infinite. And like some people had given it a hundreds and some people had given it like sixties. I would have been like, cool, let's dive into this. Let's figure this out. It's Biomutant. Nobody cares. No, I don't care. So, I mean, you say no one cares. Some people do care, which is crazy. I've heard a lot of hype from various individuals and people being like excited for Biomutant at the end. I looked at some gameplay and I was like, I don't care. You know what? If you're excited for Biomutant, all the power to you. I hope you enjoy your game. Not even going to joke about it. Obviously, we just want people to play the games that they want to play, and sometimes we're not gonna. What are you talking like about, the Jared? Same games that you want. You bully me all the time. No, Caleb doesn't count. <laughs> okay. Caleb's playing games from like a decade ago to get one achievement. Uh, yeah, but what? Um, I'm, now I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and now he, now he's like, I'm playing a new game. I'm playing Far Cry New Dawn. It doesn't count as a new game because it has new in the title. It's new to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to the X block, Caleb. I like that this one's like live that uh all the other ones get like put in post and uh this one I make you do every episode yeah I was, I was about to ask you I was like oh god do I have to do this every episode oh, yeah, I'm not gonna clip it you're just gonna have to do it you get you'll get to give it like different levels of energy every you episode can't we'll just see clip it I could you could but you won't. I could but I won't <laughs> Oh, the audience is going <laughs> to fucking, I don't know if they're on my team or your team, because there's definitely a divide here. All right. This is a hostile podcast. <laughs> the first news, we've got a date for the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. It has been confirmed for June 13th. So that's a Saturday, I believe. Uh, or is it a Sunday? Uh, let's see. I have my calendar here. It's a Sunday. I think. Yeah, let's pray about it together. Hold on. Yeah, it's a Sunday. All I was right. going to say they usually go on Sunday. It was going to be weird if it was a Saturday, right? Yeah, I forgot for a second. Ubisoft is the one that's on Saturday, you know, to show off Far Cry yeah. we haven't seen it yet. It wasn't EA. When isn't EA usually on Saturday or something? I don't remember. Fuck it. Usually Bethesda's on Saturday night and then the main ones go on Sunday. It's been a long time. We didn't have E3 last year. Yeah, but whatever. Dude, get excited. The funniest thing is the marketing for this show. Xbox and Bethesda have come together to present you bought the company you bought the company <laughs> we don't we don't need this fake we we're friends they're so like i don't know what you talk about it they're they're trying so hard to make it look like bethesda's independent they're trying so hard to give them that you know like they're still bethesda and it's like yeah they are but you bought them <laughs> so they're yours it's fine to say we bought bethesda 
we let them run the company how they choose. But it's like Xbox and X Bethesda showcase. It's like, you mean you mean the Microsoft showcase? Yeah, the Microsoft showcase. I guess it's because Xbox and Bethesda are separate, so they can say the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, but they're both owned by Microsoft. Yeah, it's a good it's a good marketing thing. And something that I haven't really looked too deeply into haven't really figured out you know the image on social media that's circulating uh, about yep. the showcase and how the partnership what the who the fuck are those spartans in the top right you know dude i don't know they're new like you see the image right yeah who are they <laughs> who knows dude that's you're gonna find out i get i bet you will find out i'm, I'm 100 positive you'll I'm find out at e3 deeply curious i've been curious ever <laughs> since i'm looking at them like who the fuck are you I guarantee you'll find out, Caleb. I follow the Xbox corner or the the Halo corners of the internet. You know, I, I'm I'm in there. I'm deep. And Did you I've, see the Starfield thing? And I haven't. I don't fucking know who that. What do you mean? What are you talking about? That the bottom left corner of that image. Yeah, I saw that. But the, fuck all that. Who are those thing? Spartans? Who cares about Starfield? <laughs> who are those people? That's that's Jeff, Dave, and Jill. If if one of them is named Jeff, Dave, or Jill, I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what if all three of them and this was just my way to drop Here's the inside Jeff, knowledge Dave on you and I'm like oh no Jared <laughs> I hope one of them's named Def Javer, Def <laughs> Jeff Dave or Jill it's a fucking it's a dumb podcast <laughs> oh yeah it is it's a good one this week I like this one alright yeah. moving on to E3 rumors and Xbox speculation the first is a rumor from pure Xbox well it's actually from that guy uh, Clobright or I don't know how you say his name eh, I've seen him around on Twitter he has the Speaking of what do you, what do you call it? Uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Doesn't he have Conquer as his mascot or like his? I avatar? think he does. Yeah. He's also like draws a lot of images for stuff that he thinks Xbox should use, and he lots of times has information that's corroborated by uh, Tom Warren. So he's usually pretty good about his stuff. And he says Xbox has five new AAA games to announce at E3, and that's just what he knows about. He says he doesn't know about everything that's going to happen at the show. And obviously, stuff can be pulled, like they famously pulled Fable from like E3 two years ago because uh, they were like, "eh, maybe we don't need to show this yet." So obviously, stuff can get moved around. Yeah, they were right about it. Phil said that when they were talking mm -hmm. about Fable, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we we purposely didn't show that at one E3." I was like, "nah." Yep. So we're going to talk about this more in the X Factor discussion on what we think might be possible at Xbox's E3. But yeah, so five new AAA games, almost guaranteed, but still we're two weeks away from the show. Some could get taken out. Indeed. And that means like new, not announced is what he's saying. That's not the stuff that we know about. I guess stuff could be rumored like this next story, which is actually written by Caleb. So I'm going to let him tell me about it. Oh, okay. So let me pull this up real quick. This one is the title of it is Forza Horizon is reportedly collaborating with Hot Wheels this year. And so I initially saw this reported by VGC, uh, and then I also wrote an article about it. And apparently, I'll just read from part of my article over at Screen Rant, if you want to find me there, Caleb Greer. The news says, as reported by website VGC, an Instagram post from, uh, is it, it's T-Hunted Blog, uh, is their, their name on Instagram. Instagram. Suggests that a new line of unannounced Hot Wheel models branded with the Forza Horizon logo is coming this September. The account belongs to website T-Hunted, which proclaims itself, quote, the best site about Hot Wheels and, and diecast. Alongside mm. the release date, the post contains images of three packaged cars in the line, and there's three, I list the three cars, but then the news comes here. So I'll just read this because I could speculate off the cuff, but I'm just going to be reiterating what I already wrote down. Sounds good. So it says, assuming these images are real, they provide a great deal of information. Industry insider Jeff Grubb let slip last year that he believed that Forza Horizon developer Playground Games would be ready to release its next racer before developer Turn 10 would be ready with Sim Racer Forza Motorsport 8. This is unusual because Horizon and Motorsport have released every other year since the first Horizon launched in 2012. Meaning, so like, in 2012, Forza Horizon came out, and then 2013 was Forza Motorsport 5, 
and then 2013 or no 2014 was forza horizon 2 and so on and so forth uh Mm -hmm. though no new forza game has released since 2018's horizon 4 uh and we presume this is you know to give them more time to develop for the next gen hardware so we haven't had a new forza game since 2018 uh just last month both grub and reporter jez corden teased a mexico setting for the unannounced horizon 5 on twitter Finally, every Horizon game except the first has launched at the end of September, which I had to look up to make sure that was true. Uh, Given the desert background of the Hot Wheels packaging, which it is, the cars are like set on some sand and what looks like it could be a beach. So it could be wrong, but it also looks like a desert, kind of like a Mexico setting with a clear sky. And uh, so given the desert background of the packaging, the September release and the use of the new Forza font from the Motorsport 8 reveal trailer, which some people may have missed, the Forza Horizon font that they traditionally use on these packages and the traditional Forza Horizon kind of like logo. Uh, they don't use that. They use the Forza as a font that they used in the initial Motorsport 8 reveal trailer from last year. Uh, so given that, these models add credence to the theory that Horizon 5 will launch this fall and be set in Mexico. And they've All had right. uh, these lo- Hot Wheels, uh, uh, what do you call them, models launch with themed, you know, Horizon shit uh, in multiple instances. And They've done some with different game launches like Forza Motorsport 7, I think, and Forza Horizon uh, 3 and 4. I think definitely 4. I don't know about 3, but have had like launches with uh, that coincide with the release of some Hot Wheels lines. And so this recent one that's coming out in September with the packaging and some of the cars or at least one of the cars isn't in Forza Horizon 4 uh yet mm. so all this kind of hints that we it may it's probably true may not not like you know certain but 60 70 percent ish 70 percent ish you know true that we're probably going to get a forza horizon 5 set in mexico announced for this year at e3 we'll see so, but so you're saying there's a 70 percent chance that we get an, a car on the stage at oh microsoft conference if they drive a fucking car on the stage <laughs> I hate that shit. It's so over the top. Like, they don't have to. I'm kind of happy with it, you know? Like, it doesn't really bother me, but then it does really bother me. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how I feel about it. Is DICE teasing Battlefield 6, and will it be at Xbox's E3 showcase? This is a quick one. Xbox announced their E3 showcase. DICE responded with that, like, eyes peeking emoji, and then Xbox responded with the eyes wide open emoji back to somebody at DICE. So that's the rumor. We already kind of expected Battlefield 6 at Xbox's conference based on Xbox's strong relationship with EA. Yeah, there have, uh, I mean, there had been theories beforehand that Battlefield 6 would be next-gen only, and I think those have been squashed, right? It's not next-gen only. Yeah, they have. Yeah, so that's disappointing. Yeah, there were rumors that it could be in dropping in Game Pass day one. I don't think that's true, right? But maybe. And then now there's this rumor not really a rumor, but yeah, we we just assume that we'll see more Battlefield 6 at Xbox's E3. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yep, that would not surprise me one bit. Something that has surprised people, though. Xbox, does it have major DRM issues? Turns out no, Caleb. Turns yeah, out and no. And I'm going to let you just explain this one to me, because sometimes I'm dumb. And I read up on this, and you and I talked about it a bit, and I was like, I'm just going to let you tell me about it. Essentially, the popular, I have no idea if he's popular modern vintage gamer has come out with a video report over the past 24 hours which has caused a stir you know among social media where he found a serious problem with drm issues on the series x and he's basically saying when i put in my smart disk delivery based games some of them don't run offline and some of them do run offline but the ones that don't say you need an initial install or update and he's saying that this constant connection to online makes some of these games useless and they have way more uh of an invasive DRM strategy than they have had in the past. And Xbox 
someone who works at Xbox, went over to Reset Era and they commented this. Smart delivery discs vary in content for a variety of reasons. Discs like Forza Horizon 4 were pressed years before Series X slash S existed. Repressing discs is expensive and doesn't actually help anyone since it would require the user to repurchase anyway. Discs like FIFA 2021 were pressed with a stub of the Xbox Series X and S version as that version simply was not ready at the time that discs were pressed. Discs may not be able to contain both versions of the game for space reasons, which versions are pressed is up to the developer, but I would expect that it will generally line up with whichever was the primary version developed. For now, cross-gen titles are pr primarily targeting Xbox One, but that will change over time. So essentially, based on when the disc was made and pressed, determines whether the game might work on the Xbox Series X or if it needs to be on the old Xbox One for you to be like connected to online, where you might have to be online mm. because the discs are different. And that's essentially what they're saying is that you need to be connected to online to use specific features and some versions of the game aren't on that disc, like probably the smart delivery versions for the Xbox Series X. So those are that other guy I didn't know what he was talking about. Well, essentially Microsoft doesn't help with, no, uh, they with the way that which they talk about in this also they say that they're going to try to come up with better messaging and how to explain a situation more to the consumer but yeah if you have your internet off chances are some of your games won't work on the new xbox series x and i'm pretty sure on the playstation 5 too as well i've heard things about that okay but yeah that's that's pretty much how it's going to work going forward so, kind of a boring story but somewhat important to talk about if you're having issues with your Xbox. Yep. Make sure you have internet. And also, you literally can't set up the console without internet. So I don't know how you set it up if you don't have internet. It's, it's true. That's true. It's a brick without internet. If you don't originally set it up with internet, it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, people got mad at Xbox for trying to launch in an online only way with the Xbox One. But in 2021, you know, how do you not? How is it not online? I don't even think you can play any console's initial setup without it connected to the internet. Is that true? I'm pretty sure like you can't set up the PS5 or the Xbox Series X or S without it originally being connected to the internet at the start. Yeah, I mean, it's an online world at this point, man. And we're <laughs> online girls, so. <laughs> Sounds good. The next news is kind of no news. Halo Infinite's latest dev blog delayed as studio focuses on big June event. Essentially, they're not giving you any news because they understand how the fuck E3 works and they're saving <laughs> their news for E3. Jaren's upset about it, but happy. <laughs> He likes the premise. He doesn't get, you know, the, but just no one will follow suit. But I, I'm happy. Like, I'm like, hell yeah. Don't tell me anything. Just save it. Could you imagine how many more points we would have given to Ubisoft for their press conference if that was the first time we saw Far Cry 6? Ooh, I would have been, I would have nothing bad to say. All I would have been able to say was it doesn't look as quite as good as I thought it might, but who cares given everything else? Yeah, and they probably would have showed a bunch of other games. Now we're just going to see like a bunch of people play Far Cry 6 and talk to us like, oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Me too, Dave. What are we going to be excited for Ubisoft's con? Like what's going to be, uh, how is it going to be even close to as good as it would have been had we just seen Far Cry 6 there? Like you said. Yeah, no idea. I don't know. Why were we even going to watch Ubisoft's at this point? <laughs> we're still going to. We're not giving a yeah. nice score, a, pre a nice score of four if it's bad out yeah. of 10. The new Xbox DS. Everyone's like, what? The new Xbox DS. As of today, Microsoft has turned the Surface Duo into an Xbox DS. Essentially, this is a two screen kind of like, I guess like, tablet it's kind of like a mini surface i don't have any Microsoft. i'm not really into microsoft tech like that it's not gaming related or gaming hardware 
Like I have a Surface Book laptop, but I don't like this shit. I'm I was totally unfamiliar with until I read the story that you put in the doc. Yeah. So it essentially looks like this little pouch kind of like that you would hold stuff in like a passport or something. And it has two screens. And when you use it with uh, certain games in uh, the cloud gaming slash Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. Xbox Cloud Gaming. Yeah. Use that on there. Yeah. If you use that. It makes the bottom screen the controls like it's a Nintendo DS and it makes the top screen the screen for the game. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Tom Warren, uh, who we've talked about many times in the show because he, you know, talks about everything Xbox and related news related before fucking Microsoft does. But he posted a video of it on Twitter. So if you want to go to Tom Warren's Twitter page and find it, he has this whole breakdown video with his lovely British accent wherein he just shows you how to use it. And it's, you know, touch controls. So it's not super great, you know, relative to something like a real DS, but it looks pretty cool. It's also stream too. Yes, that's also true. It, it looks pretty cool, honestly, and it looks better, obviously, than like touch controls on a phone. It looks like uh, something between a phone and an actual DS. And it's yep. it's kind of crazy. And for all of you who wanted a Microsoft, you know, handheld, besides using xCloud on your phone and hooking up one of those controllers that they have for them now that looks like a Switch, the Switch Joy-Cons, you could also do this, I guess, if you can, and then you'll be able to play it that way. So we kind of have different iterations of a slightly less less versatile uh, Microsoft or Xbox handheld because these aren't as good as like a Switch or a DS, but they're they're getting there. Right? And you got good. options. Yeah, you got some options. And the last story for the X block, a cheap Series S for our UK boys. Yo, shout out to the boys in the UK. Game UK will swap your old console for an Xbox Series S for as little as 40 euros. Yo, we, ha- we have at least one person who listens in the uk according to our statistics and stuff this is just for you this is for you man this is it this is your time we we this new story we put in here specifically for you all right so if you want a series s go take advantage of this it'll only cost you 40 euros if you trade in i assume a specific old console they're not quite saying but i don't know i'm not in the uk i didn't care i assume if you give them your ps2 they're not going to give it to you for 40 euros but you know a competent old console they will give you the xbox series s for 40 euros that being said if you're listening to us over in the uk i still recommend you get the series x it's just better yeah but it's a it's a pretty sweet deal not gonna lie it is and now moving on to the x factor discussion now we're going to double back to xbox's e3 plans that we talked about here earlier and we're going to talk about this five new triple a games caleb all right yeah so that means it's not halo no it's not flight simulator it's not starfield probably I guess they could maybe weasel around the fact that we don't exactly know much about it. They showed a panning up screen of it, right? Or like an image. Yeah, at Bethesda. So So I guess they could count that. They barely showed it. And they they already teased uh, the Indiana Jones game. So does that count as already being teased? I assume that one wouldn't count. I'll just say is this, yeah, this is, uh, this includes Bethesda games, right? Yep. Okay, so Tango is working on Ghostwire, right? And then is Arcane working on Deathloop? Yep. Yeah, so there's but Arcane that. has two teams. Yeah, so there's that. And then, so Machine Games, probably, right, is up? Machine Games is working on uh, uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that is that it? Or are they split they might have. They might have only started that, though. It sounded like they only started doing it, like, somewhat recently. So it's possible they have a separate team. Yeah, I was going to say, are they working on, like, a Wolfenstein or something? Another Wolfenstein? Maybe. I have a feeling this is going to be, like, games from uh in exile i was i was about to say if it's from xbox studios then yeah i would say in exile their other game that they're working on that's a what is it like a first person we talked about it at some point what was it rumored to be a first person rpg that's what i thought but i didn't want to say it in case i was wrong so yeah uh probably i would say probably you're gonna see something from an exile yeah i feel like it's the the set in stone one is forza horizon 5. yeah forza horizon 5 
if they count Starfield, then maybe Starfield and then something from In Exile, maybe something from Machine Games, possibly. We already know Undead Labs is doing State of Decay 3. Turn 10 is doing Motorsport 8. Rare's working on Everwild. Uh, Does Everwild count? I feel like when they say they showed new it, games, I, I wonder if they just mean like we're actually going to get gameplay or something yeah, like that. Well, it's a rumor, right? Anyway. And it, all this yeah. is kind of a rumor, so we're kind of just going off speculation or even, but it doesn't matter because we're also just, regardless of whether it was a rumor or not, we're speculating what they could show, you know? So, um, they, yeah, they, I mean, we, we, I don't know if we will see more of Everwild. I have no idea how far into development Rare is because their team is split working on Sea of Thieves updates and content and then working on Everwild. And I have no, I literally have no clue how far along Everwild is or even what the how game is. How big is obsidian pretty big but they're split so too is this outer worlds 2 see that's the thing i don't think they're i don't think they would release outer worlds 2 before they released avowed yeah unless they were already on outer worlds 2 and they just didn't talk about i don't it. think so though because they just they just finished the dlc for i don't know if they developed the dlc though that's true i don't know i don't actually know if they outsourced the dlc or not because i think the first one the, at least the perils of gorgon i don't actually think they developed that primarily i think someone else did uh, yeah, see what I'm feeling like if I had to guess, which I guess I do, Ninja Theory has something called Project Mara in the works alongside Hellblade 2. Oh, okay, I Hellblade forgot about 2 that. doesn't doesn't look that far along. Maybe Project Mara is closer to being done. Maybe we just get it cuz that doesn't mean these games are coming. It just means they're announcing them. It's it's three AAA new announcements probably alongside with some games that are actually coming. Mm -hmm. So they could announce what Project Mara is. Yeah, the initiative's Perfect Dark, and then Double Fine, we already know, is working on uh, Psychonauts that's coming out this year. Yeah, I can. Uh, I actually found a list, if you want to know. So, the initiative's doing Perfect Dark, Bethesda's currently announced games are Elder Scrolls and Starfield, Rare is doing Everwild, 343 is doing Halo Infinite, Double Fine is doing Psychonauts 2, Ninja Theory is doing Hellblade 2 and Project Mara, Obsidi Obsidian is doing Avowed and Continuing with Grounded, so there's possible for Outer Worlds 2 there. Uh, Playground is doing Fable and likely Horizon 5. Obviously, that's like what we think. Pretty sure. Turn, turn 10's doing Forza Motorsport. The Coalition is probably doing Gears 6, but we've also heard they're doing a, uh, a like separate well, game. Well, I was going to say the Coalition is helping with Halo Infinite development. They're still working on Gears 5 content up through like a couple more seasons. And then they're shifting to the Unreal 5 engine for other shit. Yeah. And they're supposed to do a, a, a separate game from Gears though and Gears 6, we assume. Yeah. So I don't know if they have anything to announce that they've been working on, but they're, they, got a, they actually have a lot going on right now. And then Mojang could announce something. Nah, I doubt it. What about what's Compulsion working on? We don't know. That's that's one of the ones that we could see like a smaller game come from them. Same but he said thing AAA. with uh, the guy in the rumors said AAA game. Yeah, but they've owned Compulsion for a while and they've never made a AAA game. This could be their first AAA game. Right? Was, well, you said smaller and I was like, I don't know, because that wouldn't fit with the theory. But regardless of the rumors and stuff, it seems like Compulsion's going to announce something. Yeah, I uh, Compulsion's a good one. Uh, probably whatever Ninja Theory is also doing. Horizon 5 would be a lock. It's possible we get something from id. Id hasn't done anything since Doom and, and there is still a decently big studio. So we could get... Doom came out last March, so we may not see something from them. Are, have, have they worked themselves in the DLC or the expansions or did they outsource that? I think they have worked themselves, but again, they're like a, I think still a decently sized team. So they could have yeah. two teams because they also make Quake, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's a good point. So... The thing is, we don't, a AAA announcements could mean games that are far out. Yeah, I, I was going to say, traditionally, it kind of seems Xbox doesn't announce games super far out, like in the same way PlayStation does, although PlayStation doesn't, they announce games for two years. 
uh, away and then they delay them, you know, four times. But uh, I'm wondering if kind of starting with this new generation, if Xbox is going to transition to a more PlayStation approach where they just kind of announce games willy nilly. I think they will. I think they want to like get everybody's expectations out there, kind of like their Netflix, so that you have a reason to stay subscribed to Game Pass. I think that's going to be their uh, their approach. And even if these games aren't coming out even reasonably soon to people who aren't as in tune, they just give the impression that there is new stuff constantly coming or there's new stuff in the works and that it's worth your time to get Game Pass. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, unfortunately, because Jared and I hate the PlayStation way of doing things, it looks like Xbox trying to push new hardware and trying to push mainly the subscription service. Seems like they're just kind of announcing things that won't be out for at least three years now. Yeah, I don't like the PlayStation way because it's lies. They like they announce a game and then they give you like a release window or like uh, 2021. And I'm like, that's not coming in 2021. I don't even think Horizon's necessarily coming in 2021 we'll see i you know i give playstation props though because when they just showed a fucking image of god of war ragnarok to arbitrarily push a couple more unit sales of their ps5 last year they said 2021 which i'm like oh you're only lying to me for a year because that's probably coming in you know the end of 2022 so like congrats because normally you'd say 2022 or 2023 and then we'd see it and you'd push it two more years so i was pretty happy that they only (laughs) lied to me for one year yeah that's fair but yeah xbox is kind of doing it different they just show these teasers that are cg which they get shit for you know that's fair apparently way more gameplay this year that's what also has been we'll see because we got to keep holding them to the fire for only showing like cg shit even though cg shit typically doesn't bother me as much but i just i guess i understand people's complaints and as a now a podcast co-host i kind of need to be more like yeah even though i don't really give a fuck too much as long as the games come out the i should probably give somewhat of a fuck because i i see the valid complaint that it's not necessarily optimal to not show any gameplay for games but yeah they they need to show more gameplay and these teasers they show they're usually like you know these little clips that give you kind of a general feel for what's coming out for like three you know in two three years hopefully these games are farther along than we think although with the pandemic i doubt it for the games they've already announced but hopefully the games they haven't announced will kind of placate us till then and other releases like a you know a stalker 2 you know those kind of second party that should be coming this year yeah those second party relationships will maybe give us a little something to look forward to so wait wait let's let's give our list here so we think our final ones yeah so we kind of let's see what we think compulsion some sort of game right and then uh machine games uh and then it was what was it fucking uh in exile their third game or second game it would be their second game that's my third pick though uh Hmm. then what else do we have from what were yours because i already forgot because i just don't have a list in front of me okay um mine are minor compulsion minor oh, yeah. in exile. horizon five by the way i forgot about that horizon five yeah my minor horizon five from playground i think maybe That's ninja four. theories project mara oh yeah and that, that would be five and i'm expecting something from one of the already established franchises like maybe them showing gear six or outer worlds two or possibly a halo spinoff yeah, i was thinking that too probably we may get some sort of halo spinoff i just don't know who would have been working on that there's no way 343 split, man. They already work it. They're working on MCC constantly. And Halo Infinite, they're struggling as shit to finish that on time. And it can't be from anybody in Bethesda unless it's just an announcement. Because they they wouldn't have had the, yeah. the Halo IP for long enough. Like, listen, dude, I'm telling you. You should see that, that YouTube video they put of the Ask 343 uh, series that they do where they did the blog post about audio back in... You remember that? Mm-hmm. If you watch that, man, <laughs> the guy... <laughs> Who's like one of their audio leads? He is so fucking tired, man. He looks like a like an Afghani prisoner, dude. <laughs> like he looks. I'm t- like I'm not even lying. Go watch the video. He's uh, under his eyes are like pure black, and like in the in when he's talking, he's like, 
Hey, I'm John. I'm the audio person for 343. He looks like he's fucking dying. And I'm like, dude, those people are really struggling to finish Infinite. They're like working, they're crunching so hard right now. But you're right, though. Like, I think sometime soon here, we're going to be getting some sort of Halo spinoff of some kind. But I don't know who. I don't know who. I think it might be from Bethesda. Could be from Bethesda. That's right. But that would have been, they wouldn't have been working on that for very long. That's what I mean. They wouldn't announce it this year because it would just Mm. be like an idea. It would be like when they showed the Indiana Jones trailer. It would just be like id showing a Halo logo. And that is the end of the X Factor discussion. Now moving on to Game Pass or Play for a brief mention. At this point, if you listen to the podcast, you know what this is, but I'm going to break it down for the new people. Every month, at the start of the month, we spin a wheel that has all of the Game Pass games in it and the EA Play games, and we pick out one that we haven't played previously or isn't like a reiterative sports game. And then Caleb and I play it as much as we think we need to give our opinions on whether you should at least give it a shot on Game Pass. We're not giving it a full review, but if we think you should play the game and give it a shot, we will give it a pass or a play, sorry. And if we think you shouldn't play it, we'll give it a pass. And this month's game was DayZ and Caleb and I have both fully finished it and you'll actually get our impressions on the next podcast not yeah, this you one. you just missed it may turns out has 31 days and this episode is coming out on may 31st so you just missed your window next week though after that you hear this next week's episode come back and we're going to tell you what we think of day z jaren and i did manage to get all the achievements and we did play it cooperatively because this is the first game pass or gameplay game that we can play co-op and if you want to listen to previous, uh, you know, Game Pass or Gameplay segments, uh, go to the first episode of the month and you can hear our impressions for we've done Donut County, we've done Dirt 5, and we've done Spirit Fair. And this will be our fourth game. And yep. I guess I'll take this time since we're not we're not talking about it this week. We're saving it for next week. Uh, Jared and I appreciate some of you boys who were hopping on listening to the podcast. Like I said, this last episode from last week got some new listeners, some new people dropping dropping in. So what's up? I'm sorry you found this. It's the worst thing that could have happened to you, but here we are. <laughs> and now we're going to move on to uh, my favorite segment. I think Caleb's too. The FAF. Yep. And in the FAF, we bring you the news that is so unimportant that you should never read it. And instead, you should come and listen to us say it to you in a fun and lighthearted way where we will make fun of it, especially if you enjoy it. Yeah, dude, if you if you were scrolling through the twits, the Twitters, as the kids call it, you scrolling through the twits and you see this news article and you clicked on it, they got you. Like, you're, you're a fool. Like, the, the news corporations, you, you just got bamboozled because they made you click on that stupid article. But Jaren clicks on them for you so that you don't have to. And we're going to let you know what's going on in the world of the FAF. Yep, so start it out, Caleb. Micro-FAF. The first thing of the FAF from our boys at Microsoft is, like usual, the Xbox Live Games with Gold have been revealed for June. Are they good? This month's game. No, they're in the FAF. <laughs> <laughs> this month's games are The King's Bird, the Shadows fun? Awakening, Neo Geo Battle Coliseum. So that might be some free gamer score. And Injustice, Gods Among Us. Not the second, the first. I'm looking this shit up, Jerry. You said The King's Bird? The f- yep. fuck is that? <laughs> the King's Bird is a precision platformer developed by American indie game studio Serenity Forge and published by Canadian indie game publisher Graffiti Games. That's a great name. Uh, came out 2018. Steam, 7 out of 10. Metacritic, 67%. I don't know. It looks like an okay game. Somehow, never heard of it. Newer. Looks... <laughs> I just... The King's Bird is a fantastic game. Shout out to The King's Bird. And next up on the MicroFaf, there is a game coming out to Xbox and PC later this year. Some say that this is Caleb's number one anticipated game. He's so excited for it. I am a fish. 
is scheduled to release in Q3 2021 on Xbox and PC. Kill you in real life. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> so, Caleb, there you go. Get Shut up. I am a fish. Skip this. All right, moving on to the next one. Caleb, hit me with it. I don't want to hit you with it anymore. <laughs> Faf Station. Returnal's first boss is also the deadliest in the game, according to Housemark. That seemed like a stupid design decision, huh? Is that true? Because I've listened to Returnal discussions on PlayStation podcasts like a bunch, and it seems like the game really gets harder as you go like the... I don't know if the boss is maybe the hardest in the first biome, but the first biome I don't think is the hardest to complete by any means. Seems like it gets really hard to get past like the third biome, so. Yeah, well, it sounds like people must just then just give up after the first because the first boss, according to Housemark's statistics, apparently kills the most people. People just suck. That makes sense, though. Everybody <laughs> who's bad who plays the game dies in the first boss. I imagine he's not really the hardest. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't played it, but that's... I don't know, man. Returnal is a hell of a game idea. But hey, you know what? What? If you're having a difficult time with Returnal, Sony's coming with a solution. Sony is creating AI agents to help or compete with players in games. What? So these game AI agents will leverage reinforcement learning, a form of machine learning in which AI agents learn to achieve goals. So maybe if you're having a hard time with that boss in Returnal, you can just uh, hand over the controls to the AI and let the AI beat it for if you in the future. If you're so much of a bitch that you need a <laughs> robot to beat your fucking game, you... You play games to play games, and so while you're playing games, you think, I want this robot to play my game, because <laughs> I can't play my game. God. God help you. And last, in the FAF station, new Uncharted movie image released as PlayStation acknowledges cinematic push is a risky venture. Oh my god. Now, I've seen, like, tweets from, what's his face, Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah, what's, about- what's his face, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, Jaren. How he how he thought he he was like trying to be too much of an action person in this movie. I don't know how this movie was is not Holland. gonna. Was that Tom Holland? Tom Holland's the one who's had regrets, had statements about regrets about trying to be too much of an action hero. Ah, whatever. Whoever it is, this is a Sony movie, and man, do Sony movies usually suck? Like, did we see that trailer for the fucking Venom two or whatever the fuck oh, that no. was? I still gotta watch the first one. God, what a shit looking trailer. Like, just. <laughs> God, does Sony suck How do you mess movies? up something with Tom Hardy? You know, like because Venom, not on Charlie. I don't know how they keep getting people for these Spider-Man movies. Like, they keep announcing, like, hey, we got this guy and we got this guy. They got Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg for Uncharted. How do people, like, look at a Sony movie and go, you know what? Boom. This is my shit. What? Well, what terrible casting choice for Sully and fucking Nathan Drake? Like, have you seen the images? They don't look like them at all. Like, have you seen Nathan Drake and, and, and Sully? Yeah, it just, it looks like just a two dudes that like might be in the cia in a tomb i heard heard chris reagan say it looks like mark Wahlberg and tom holland at a museum it does it does actually (laughs) kind of look like that they're dressed in like all black and dark colors like they're the cia or something though yeah i don't know man it looks dumb i don't know what sony's doing they said that they're not working on anything god of war related right and they're shit they're i don't know what it's called movie space but they have some sort of like tv show coming out for Ghost of Tsushima and something else, right? Horizon. Hopefully, maybe. they're better at TV than they are at movies. Whatever. I mean, I'm sure the last was HBO will be good, but not because of ha- it having any relation to Sony. Only because <laughs> of the HBO and everything with related to the creators with HBO, but it had nothing to do with Sony. I think that's why the HBO show might be somewhat good. Fair enough. We're spending too much time on the faff, Caleb. Hit me with the next one. The duty department. Departures? No, it's colon. Departures, security, and 100K. 
Modern Warfare's designer, design director, and narrative director have left Infinity Ward. Ah. So the people who made Modern Warfare's remastered version, yeah, they out. Was it Modern Warfare remastered or was it the no, 2020 well, I mean like the reboot. Oh, they, they, okay. The fucking naming scheme. Well, they have them. remasters for actual Modern Warfare. I know. I know they do. Fuck, See, just fuck them. Well, fuck I, th- them. Th- I thought I read it wrong, but yeah. <laughs> no, you're right though, dude. Like this shit suck. I read that because it was actual news like i'm the they got me like i was the guy who got got in the faff i read that news and i was like ah that sucks because the modern warfare 2019 they were so good i thought they were good it was especially when they first came out before they patched it into oblivion to where it literally doesn't exist anymore you try to buy it and it just says call of duty Warzone on your fucking game download so it doesn't it's gone but you know when it came out it was great and then they're like yeah what if we have like the creative leads just kind of fucking bounce and you're like okay next up if you enable two-factor authentication on your Call of Duty ca- account, they will give you double XP. No. <laughs> no. So, in, in, instead of them fixing the issue of hackers, they're uh, making you have two-factor authentications and you to do more work so that they have to do less. I don't know if it's in here or if we already talked about it. You saw they banned like 500,000 people. Oh, uh, yeah. They do. They're banning people left and right, dude. They're like the government of like a repressive regime like they're, they're all just always just getting rid of people they do they announce that they they talk about it so wrong too they're like oh we with this new ban of thirty thousand people we've now passed five hundred thousand people banned that's how committed we are to banning hackers and keeping them out it's like no the, the point isn't like you guys are great because you banned five hundred thousand hackers it's how can five hundred thousand people be hacking your game <laughs> how is your game that bad where where these people need to get banned for like modifying your game and lastly do you play call of duty on a phone no are you a loser yes well if you're two of those things you have a chance at getting 100k on call of duty mobile's master damn series it. starting june 14th i'm only one of those things Jared. you're only one damn it and that is the end of the duty department news. Caleb, hit us with the final topic. One sentence reactions. Fast and the Furious Spy Racers game mixes muscle cars and Mario Kart. The fuck's the Mario Kart have to do with it? I guess their turn instead the last Fast and the Furious game was kind of shit. So they said, you know what? Let's take the animated Netflix show we have and make it into a Mario Kart like game. Huh. Dude, are you excited for Fast and the Furious Spy Racers Rise of Shifter? No. <laughs> The Portal movie is still alive, according to producer J.J. Abrams. You need to portal me out of this conversation, Jerry. <laughs> How are they going to make a Portal movie? Dude, I wonder if, like the cake, the movie was just a lie. <laughs> I like the thing that it's still alive, you know, because of the song and everything. Mm-hmm. You're like, aha, but no. <laughs> Popular tabletop game Catan is getting a 3D special edition, but it's $300. I wouldn't play this game if it were in 40. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly... Where I usually take over and do the one sentence reaction. Jennifer Hale wants Shepard to be in Mass Effect 4. You know what I say to that, Caleb? Dude, I don't know. I'm fucking hole in one. Yo, I want my character, Jim Davidson, to be in Mass Effect 4 because all of us just want to work. And that's all Jennifer Hale is saying. Yeah, we do need to work, man. That was a good one. That was a good one sentence reaction. Short and sweet. Vin Diesel, Mario Kart, fucking Catan, Portal movies. What a way to end it. And that is the end of the X-Block podcast, episode 14. And now, we're going to pimp ourselves out a little. Yo, pimp me out, Jaren. If you want to find us on other platforms, head over to X-Block podcast on Twitter, X-Block podcast on Instagram, the X-Block podcast on YouTube. Search that up if you want to find us on YouTube. And if you found this on a podcasting platform that you don't usually listen on, maybe you found us on YouTube and you want to 
Go over to the other podcasting platforms and find us. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and basically everywhere else that you listen to podcasts that Anchor puts us on. Yeah, everywhere. Overcast, you know, all that. Yep. And we also have a Patreon, which Caleb can tell you briefly about. Patreon.com slash xblockpodcast. Throw us all your money. Or don't, but you could, and you could throw us all your money, and then we could spend that money to possibly buy me a new mic. Maybe get me a new PC. So that, you know, during when Jared and I are talking during the podcast and Discord kind of cuts out for a sec and I feel like I'm silent and like everything's crashed, maybe a new PC will make it not do that because I'll be able to I'll be able to run Audacity, OBS, Discord and my five tabs at once much easier. Dude, I want a new mic too. You don't need a new mic. Like, Shut up. Like not the microphone, but like a guy oh, named, like a Mike guy to named bring Mike. Coffee. Yeah, no, I could use a new mic too, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, if, we, if you find us on all these other podcast services, by the way, feel free to leave us like five stars or a good review. Say, hey, these these chumps are pretty neato, you know, in the review. And uh, I'll give you a high five, maybe. And tell your damn friends about us. Yeah, tell all your friends. Shout out to the man in the Ukraine who told his homie about us. There's no way two people in the Ukraine found us, Jaren. One dude listened and was like, I don't know, they they don't really, they don't speak Russian there, right? That's that's probably insensitive. They probably, I don't know what they speak in the Ukraine. But he said, you know, if it were English, he would have said, hey, buddy, listen to these dudes. And then he sent them a link. And then he was like, it's pretty nice. And then they were like, yup. And that's what happened. And you need to be more like our homies in the Ukraine. You out there. I see you. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're not like the boys in the Ukraine. You need to share the podcast. There you go. Yep. And I'm going to give you a challenge. If you see a man or a woman, and you hear them sitting on the toilet listening to something like people tend to on their phone where they play on their phone oh, while yeah. they're taking a poop. I've been there. I want you to shout at them, listen to the X-Block podcast. X-Block out. Thanks for listening to the X-Block. New episodes every Monday at 5 a.m.